talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back, Messy Christianity. Brent and Kevin, how are you guys today? Good, man. Adios, amigos. We're leaving church today. <laughs> Gone. I'm leaving. <laughs> Later, on Gator. A jet train. Yes. So the question today, let's get right in it. How do I leave a church, Brent? What do you think? Eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Take this church and shove it. I ain't a worshiping here no more. Right. Well, I like to pray about it first and make sure it's what God would have me to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just want to come up with you know something after y'all did that. So what do we do with our kilts? Kit, lift them up, show them the honey. Braveheart. <laughs> Slap it on the cheek and say, see you later, alligator. Yeah. Later. I ain't coming back. You know, it's a, uh, <clears throat> this is a hard one. This is a hard one. You know, especially for us, we've been pastors a long time. And so we've seen a lot of people come and go, and I can honestly say most of the time it's painful when somebody leaves. Yeah. I would say it's always painful. Nope. But <laughs> nope. But here we go. Here we go. I know. It it is good. It is bad, and it's ugly. Hell yeah. But as as truly Christ followers who are heartfelt, it's it's difficult to see. Oh, people did you hear go. what he just said? Yeah. He said, "I have no heart." <laughs> in a roundabout yeah. no you're right you're right it is it is always sad in some way but it's sadder sometimes than others it it's it would be sad not and i know exactly what why you were laughing and what you were saying and there's there are personalities that are involved that sometimes it's like wow what took so long but honestly it it's sad as in from from the perspective of there goes more brokenness, and somebody yeah. else is going to inherit mm-hmm. that brokenness, and that does not make me happy. Although I'm glad I don't have to deal with it anymore, somebody it saddens will. me that somebody else has to deal with that brokenness yep. because we weren't able to help, even though that was our heartfelt desire. And it's it's also a matter of you're you're watching somebody who um, who in sometimes it has has followed deception. You're watching somebody who sometimes. Had uh, had unrealistic expectations that that there's nothing anybody could have done. All of those reasons, I think, think are a lot of times the reasons not to leave a church. But there are sometimes reasons we should leave a church. Yeah. And so let's let's answer these two specific questions: What are the reasons to leave a church, or what are some of them? And then how do we do it biblically? Theological major theological differences. Mm-hmm. I won't say theological differences because. Some so, of that can be okay, but, 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 but major, major. What, what does that actually look like? I mean, how does somebody determine whether or not it is a major or it's just something that we disagree with? Now, for me, for me to answer my own question, I would say if it's a heaven or hell issue. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if, there, if yeah, that, that would be a major, but then there right. are other major theological decisions or disagreements that are not a heaven or hell issue so, that even split churches. Yeah, so, that, now, okay, so definitely if it's a heaven, hell issue, like this. Salvation. Yeah. You Jesus go. being the only way, as opposed to there are many paths. You right? gotta go. You gotta get out of that. That's not. I, that's not even a church. I mean, that's a cult. I mean, so that, that's another. But no, it is. If, <laughs> Just if tell us what you mean, Kevin. I, I do mean that. Hey, don't Very hold strong. anything back. I'm not on this one because if they're saying there's another way to Jesus, <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong place. Get out of there. So, definitely. But what you're talking about, though, Brent. So, if you're coming from a point, a place where you've got a major theological difference that is not a heaven or hell issue, but it is a incredibly important uh, 
thing to you, but yet it's going against the grain of the majority of your congregation, especially the leadership of your congregation, you're probably in the wrong place. Social issues, maybe. Gay marriage. Like if if the church decided, hey, you know what? We're going to start uh, doing gay weddings. That would be that for me would be a no go as as a as a part of a church. I, I I couldn't in good conscience be a part of a church that said, you know what, we're going to start marrying uh, gay couples or gay clergy. And it, this this is you know that's just one of those right social issues that's out there. But so you're a member of the congregation, the, the, right? The leadership says that we're going to start doing this. You would I, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So yeah. And hey. and so would you. Talk to the leadership on the way out. That's probably another part of this conversation. I would. Conversation. I would. Um, I think one of the worst things you can do most of the time is just disappear. Okay. Because if you are in a relationship with the church, which which is not a place. Church is not a place. Church is a family. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a relationship with a church family, then for me just to disappear without saying a word is really a lack of love. And it's a lack of concern. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't given them the benefit of explanation. I've essentially said, you know what, I'm out, I'm gone. It's like leaving your wife or your husband without leaving a note, without saying anything. Yeah. You literally woke up, packed your bags, and left. And to take take that one step further, because we've all experienced this, there are those who leave under those circumstances. They leave, they don't look back, they don't say a word. And then they're mad at you yes. because you didn't chase after them, yeah. not even knowing that they decided to leave. And it's it's heartbreaking, and that truly is, for the church itself, a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. You love them in the name of Jesus. They choose to leave. You don't pursue because you don't even know. Well, you should have known I was gone for two or three weeks. Well, if you chose to leave, it was your choice. Right. And you're angry that the church didn't chase after you. Again, that goes back to those unrealistic expectations that you were talking about earlier, Jeff. Um, another reason that that is not a heaven or hell issue, but a reason I would say I'm not staying at this church, is if there was a a, a racial um, sure. bias. If if we if we said we don't here, just to be clear. But if 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 the church leadership leadership said, look, this is a white church. Right. We're not really open to other races. Right. I'd be out. Sure, you because would. that's yeah. not that's not the kingdom of God. Right. Um. It's it's just absolutely completely again. Right. If if a church said, "Look, we totally support abortion," right. I, I I couldn't stay. And here's why: on all these issues, I can't trust the leadership to feed me spiritually because in my mind, those are right. big enough eternal issues. They're mm-hmm. they're. They're important things that are kind of foundational. One is the value of, of marriage. One is the value of life. And one is the value of, of humans. Mm-hmm. And, and so all three of those are, to me, core foundational issues. Mm-hmm. But again, I wouldn't just leave. I would, And I also wouldn't stand in front of the church maybe and say, hey, this is why I'm leaving. I would tell the leadership and I would say, hey, this this... This this is my concern. I, I don't necessarily. I wouldn't tell them, but I would have a conversation. Hey, is this who we are and where you're where we're headed? Right, and hopefully that wasn't a radical left turn by them. Um, right, you know what I mean. Like in getting in the previous podcast, you know, finding the church and then being a part of the church. Hopefully, these things would have been revealed over the. T- you would have seen it in the first place, but you know, if it's a radical left turn, then but sometimes sometimes new staffing. That New know, new direction, yeah. new vision. Sometimes it does come it does out of left field, yeah, which, true. which true. is kind of crazy, but 
It, it happens, does happen. right? Yeah, and then yeah. you think about the good folks. That, <laughs> folks, that's not correct. Let me rephrase this. The good instances where people leave. Yeah. And, and, and on good terms, not at this good that they're leaving, but the good terms. Moving. I, I move out of town. I've, I've, yeah. I'm in the military or my job takes me to a different part of the country. And then you know, the church blesses them in the name of Jesus, encourages yeah. them, maybe even commissions them. That's one of the things that we like to do when some of our folks leave mm-hmm. here is, is commission them in the name of Jesus to continue the work that they've been a part of here for so many years everywhere that they go. And that's a beautiful thing because that's a God-ordained calling, direction, moving, shifting that's taken place. And there's biblical examples mm-hmm. of that just in the travels of Paul and and the other disciples throughout the years of them planting, staying for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then leaving. Why? Because God has called them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's still hard to take as a past, as pastoral leadership because you have a relationship, you love someone, but it's also a good thing because you know that God is going to send them on somewhere else, and that's why how they leave is so important. Because when a person leaves without saying a word, they essentially give the storyline to everybody else for them to figure out. Right. And so that's how gossip starts. Mm-hmm. But that's, but but human nature is to always go to the worst-case scenario. So we start thinking back, well, did I say something? Did I do something? What about this situation? Were they mad at that? And that's not love. It doesn't help ever to just let somebody make up their own story. There needs to be some sort of a an explanation or rather a conversation of this is because if God called you there, then it has to be God who leads you from there. This is dangerous a little bit though. I'm thinking this all the way through, but I hope you will. Well, okay. So (laughs) if somebody leaves, um, and we, we want them to not just leave, uh, I'm going to put myself in the mind of the person leaving for a little bit. So there's the conversation with the leadership the pastors that they should, they could have. And we would, but for them, I'm, I'm just thinking the person that may be potentially leaving a church and they're thinking, okay, we, I'm being instructed here that I need to tell everybody why I'm leaving. Well, so not everybody. Okay. So that's what, that's what we need to make clear yeah. because if they say I need to, maybe their reason for leaving is an issue with the leadership. And so now we're kind of promoting an almost an uh, undoing of the, what do you call it? Like I just, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's a the coup. word? You know? A coup. Or a coup. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're almost. So, whether they're right, the leadership's right, I'm not going to get into that part of it, but um, it, maybe there is a time where the best thing to do is just to leave. Sometimes I think there is, but I think that's the exception I, I agree, ra- rather than the rule. If you have leadership who, who doesn't want to hear from you or you've already talked to them, if you. If you know that it would be contentious in a way that would be very unhealthy, then perhaps uh, something written would be better. But my preference is if you've been in relationship, you owe an explanation to the people you're in relationship with as to why you want to sever that relationship. Mm -hmm. So then let's play on that specific item. Does that necessarily correlate to church leadership if I'm part of a family group? Is it enough to have that conversation with the family group 
and not bring it up to the leadership because I'm not even in relationship to the leadership. Mm. I mean, you think about the, mm. you, you start thinking about churches yeah. that that are a little bit larger that may have a hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand people that are in there. The vast majority of those folks yeah. do have have a have a those the, the leadership may not even know if they're gone yet. They're in a family type of group, a family dynamic, yeah. root group, life group, whatever it is. Is it enough in those instances? I mean, where Where is the line drawn on that? You know, that's a great question. In my mind, according to the Scripture, pastors are shepherds, and we're actually under shepherds. But now pastors are those who shepherd the flock. In, in It may be a paid official pastorate, and it may be an unofficial. So a small group leader, a, a teacher of a, of, a, of a group that you're part of, they could be functioning as right. the pastor for the people. Agreed. So I would say go to them. Yeah. If, if you can't go to the, to the head, to the, to the lead people— but at the end of the day, we as pastors, all three of us are pastors, we are responsible for the souls that God has entrusted to us. The Bible tells us that we're to love these people, right? And we're to shepherd them. We're to lay our lives down for them as Jesus did. And so if we're not, if, 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 if and the Bible calls us shepherds and sheep, right? So no good shepherd allows a sheep just to leave and then doesn't go after them. They, they need to know what's going on because they need to know, hey, that sheep is just going to another fold or that sheep is lost. Right. And so there's a, there's a responsibility on our part. Without communication, how do, how do pastors, how do shepherds, whether it's the teacher, the small group leader, or the lead pastor, how do they know how to respond and what to do? Did that answer your question or did I kind of jump around there? It you don't even remember the question. Well, I do. Well, it was your just, your it question was, was, it was just a general, general for, for those who are listening. How, who do we go to? Yeah. To the small group. I think that's okay. And, and there should be a structure in relationship that the small group leader then comes yeah. to the pastor and says, look, just want to let you know. Right. And see, we shouldn't be mad necessarily. We should be concerned if we see something that – if we see some deception, then we should be concerned about that. But in some instances, we should go, man, praise the Lord. They, they now live 45 minutes away, and, and they feel like God wants them to be a part of the local church in their community. Yeah, that's a good one. You know what? Right. That hurts, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Because really, we're, we're not losing them. We're sending them to a place where they can minister to the people in their own neighborhood. That is a biblical concept. We should mm. celebrate that. Yeah. For that person that's leaving, <clears throat> you know, that they do want to talk to somebody and explain it. <clears throat> but I would say for the person that's leaving a church, the right way to do it is tell that small group leader, tell the leadership, um, but don't put an unrealistic expectation on everybody that you're telling to feel exactly the same way that you're feeling. Yeah, um, especially, you know, Especially if it's, it, which many of the times it is, it's a personality conflict or something along those lines. So it's not your job as an ambassador of God to drag everybody else out of the congregation with you. Um, now, if if there is a major issue, if there is a hidden moral failure or if there is a, um, you know, a, a heaven-hell theological by all means, turn the apple card over. I mean, it's, it, it needs to be dealt with, you know. But and there are biblical mandates for that. If I have yeah. a problem with my brother or sister, I go to them first. Right. If they don't want to listen, I bring two or three with me as witnesses. Yeah. If that doesn't work, then 
we, then we take it to the church yeah. where I don't mean it's necessarily correlating to a Sunday morning service, standing up and telling everybody, but it, it is a broader context. And if we follow as an individual, <clears throat> I want to live a lifestyle where I am found before the Father cleansed. I'm, I'm pure. Yeah. I'm holy. Yeah. I don't want to take the weight that is not mine to bear. So I want I want to be clean in this responsibility. So if I, as a person trying to decide whether or not I need to leave, first of all, am I holy? Am I cleansed? Am I purified? Is any of this issue, is any of this decision based on me and idolatry, sin in my life, or am I consider am I purified before before my Father in heaven? If the answer is I'm purified, and then I have followed the biblical mandates of accountability, the biblical mandates of addressing theological, social, emotional issues that are going on within my life, the small group, the church's life, and then still not being answered, if still not being dealt with, then becomes the decision of do I leave? And to me, that's that biblical that yeah. that biblical so 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 much of what we do is is reactionary and we talked about that before mm. it's reactionary instead of responding i get upset so i react and therefore i leave because you hurt me and then it's on you it's not on me i'm not looking at myself in the spiritual mirror and and then i blame everybody else and this is this is this progressive guys where i want you to understand the evil one's sitting back laughing Right. He's laughing at this whole situation. He's laughing that you're hurt. He's laughing that the church is hurt. He's laughing that the church is splitting. He's laughing that there's a broken relationship. He's laughing that you're not purified and the church is not purified. He's laughing at the sin and he's laughing at, at the idolatry. He's laughing at all of it. And we as Christ followers have become a laughing stock in the eyes of the evil one mm -hmm. because we were, are, are so connected and so worked up emotionally that our lives are one great big reaction to everything that happens. You know, in the Old Testament, God was so very concerned with his own name. In fact, many times when uh, prophets or leaders would come to him, they'd say, for the sake of your name, O Lord. I think we need to be concerned about his name. It's not that we defend him. He doesn't need us to defend him, but we wear the name of Jesus. If we're a Christ follower... You know, we are a Christian. That was a pejorative term back in, in the first century church. But it's because we are little Christs. We are ones who who represent who Jesus is. And as the church, we are the body of Christ. And so we should be concerned with his name when we think about leaving. Not just not just to the people that we're, we're leaving from, but also to our neighbors, you know, they they we're in a conversation and they're they're asking you know somehow or another they 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 find out we're going to another church. If we start bad mouthing mm. the church we left, mm -hmm. we are not helping the kingdom of God. We're really guilty of sin. It's gossip because because if our neighbor's lost, if our neighbor doesn't know Christ, he doesn't know how to differentiate probably between the the church and and the fact that even within the church there are people who aren't following the way they should and so the neighbor then labels all of christianity oh see well that's why i don't do church yeah. thing because it's hypocritical well no that 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 doesn't help god's kingdom so as we're leaving we should we should speak truth and we should um 
have conversations with the people that we're leaving. But if it's a bad situation where we're not at fault, but there's genuinely something that is leavable, mm -hmm. we should be very careful not to injure the name of Christ by injuring the name of the church. That, mm -hmm. What do you think? Am I am I on with that, or do you think there's a... Bible says they will know that we are Christians by our love for each other. Um, so many times in Christianity, though, what and a lot of times the splits are over isms. You know, it's Protestantism or Catholicism or it's uh, Arminianism or Calvinism, Calvinism or it's, carpetism, it's, paintism, paintism. <laughs> yes, relationshipism. Yeah, organism. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> hey, you like that one? That was good. I heard it. Yeah, but but it's over all of these things, but. Um, they will know that we're, matter of fact, the great love passage in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, it's nestled in the middle of all these uh, giftedness passages. Um, even in 1 Corinthians 13, it says that, uh, you know, if we can have the gift of prophecy and tongues and all these other gifts, but without love, we're just a clanging gong. And yeah, that's what we are to the world sometimes. It's a big old clanging gong. You know, sometimes, I say sometimes, a lot of times people leave a church over disagreement with pastoral leadership. That, that's a real thing, right? Sometimes it's justified, sometimes it's not. Um, I think I would caution against leaving quickly over that. Now, if, if you get to the point where you cannot trust your pastoral leadership, then you cannot if you can't trust them um, to feed you spiritually, if you can't trust them enough that you're going to follow where they lead you, that really is probably a point which you need to say, you know what, i got to find another place. That's... That that's a and, and you may or may not be wrong, but if, if there's a trust issue that cannot be reconciled, probably time to go. However, I would also be cautious to say that we need to be good about giving people space to grow and to figure things out. So that's why I would I would say don't leave quickly, because let's face it, pastors don't have it all figured out. We have not gotten it all figured out. We haven't always done things right. And the truth about leadership is this. You oftentimes lead people to where you don't know how it's going to work out. You don't know the next step. You know you're just called to take them somewhere. And you know a, you know a general direction, but you don't know a final destination. That's, that's the nature of leadership. So in that whole process of, of leadership, there can be some some confusion, there can be some turmoil, there can even be some um, some edges for those who are in leadership. Right. And I would say to the church members, cut them some slack. You know, don't don't be so quick to to cut fellowship. Don't be so quick to condemn. Don't be so quick to judge, because because all of us are growing. All of us hopefully are becoming more mature. And I would say that nine times out of ten. <clears throat> If the heart of the leader is good, if they genuinely want to follow Jesus, if they're mm -hmm. being spirit-led, even though they may mix up some of some of the rungs in the ladder, they're still going to wind up in a good place. And you'll be better off because you stuck with it rather than just jetted. Because mm -hmm. guess what? Next place you go, you're going to deal with the same thing. That's it. <laughs> I had years ago a uh, youth pastor to church and... We painted the wall black and uh, then had neon letters on it because, you know, Ooh. neon looked better on the black. Well, you know, it's fine. It looked good on the black lights. And this is long, back in the early 90s, you know, whatever. And youth ministry was cool. Yeah, man. So some of them are probably listening. So shout out to you guys. But um, No, they're not. You know, who knows? <laughs> they don't even remember your name, Kevin. Maybe, yeah. Come on. It's Kevin, by the way. <laughs> uh, but in doing that, in the painting of that wall black, 
um, I had one family that was really upset about that situation. I know they're not listening to this because um, they saw my name on it, so they're not listening. But they, they set me down with the pastor, and I will never forget these words ever. They said, we have left 23 churches in this town, and we're not afraid to make yours the 24th. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? I started laughing. You know, I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Here's my kilt. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know if that's in context what we're talking about here, but I just, that just popped in my mind for whatever reason. Sometimes leaving is the thing to do. And uh, Wow. That one was easy for me. Man, I feel like I just interrupted a good thought, though. Good goodness, I wish I hadn't told that story. Control it was so Z. so worth it. Control Z. So did they Did they leave the 24th? They did leave. They okay. left. Yeah, they left. Now, it, but honestly, they didn't leave for a while. They, they hung around longer and tried to make my life miserable. But it actually helped me at that point because I knew where they were coming from on everything. Yeah. So... I took them with a grain of salt. You know, you know? at some point, they're going to run out of churches. So they're going to have to start rejoining yeah. the ones that they already left. Here is, and I guess this does relate. Here's the thing about that particular situation. They were on a mission to change not just me, but every single person in their congregation. And and I'm going to be honest. Like, if I look back at my leadership abilities over the years, um, I can I can honestly say I've had a teachable spirit for the most part, and uh, my heart has been good for the most part. But my my leadership <laughs> style <laughs> and ability so is yeah. is totally different. I mean, and part of that's just personal growth of getting comfortable in my own skin, um, realizing who I am and who I'm not, you know, and not trying to be something. So, yeah, for the person that's thinking about leaving, realize you you've got a work in progress in front of you uh, in your leadership. Even the guy that's been even now, I'm not saying I'm there yet. Um, and even the guy that's in his 50s, 60s, you know, we're all a work in progress. We're humans. We make mistakes. But, you know, if they got a teachable spirit and and they're seeking the Lord, you know, that's that's good enough for me. I, if I'm ever not on a paid staff, I think I'm going to be the best church member ever. I really honestly mm-hmm. do. I, I'm just I'm going to follow somebody. You know? So, <clears throat> you know, the other day I preached on the seven year itch and that that from a cultural perspective means that at about seven years, you're bored with your marriage and you're not really sure, you know, what, what do I do to spice it up? Should I stay in it? Things like that. Do you think this happens with uh, church membership that you kind of get the seven year itch at times and you, I think it happens before seven years. Yeah. 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 It's probably more like a three year itch. In today's culture, we are a changing culture. Well, yeah, the culture, look at occupations. Yeah. Uh, My, my father-in-law Retired after 50 years from one job. Unheard of. Yeah. One job. And, but yeah. his generation, that's what yeah. they did. Yeah. And our generation, now all of us here are in our 40s, and, and even the younger ones in the 30s and 20s, and even our teenagers, they're growing up in a culture where if I'm there six months and I get a better job that's 10 cents more, I'm gone, man. And it's over absolutely mm-hmm. pennies. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about necessarily. I'm suddenly I was, I was making ten dollars an hour, and I got this offer for seventy five dollars right. an hour. That's not that's not what's being what's happening. It's yeah. wherever I can go, whatever's going to feed my my new itch in right. life. And so if we experience that in work, if we experience that in school, how many kids, ch- mm-hmm. you know, kids, how many young adults change? majors change schools before they ever graduate it's already wired into our culture mm-hmm. and now it's in our families 
What's the what's the most recent today? The most recent statistic on divorce: over fifty percent of families. So it's constantly changing. Why would we expect any difference yeah. from a church culture, so, a church world? I mean, we should experience we should experience something different. But my word, the divorce rate in the church is as equal as it is to the outside world. So yeah. why do we really expect anything different? So to put it in plain everyday language, the next church that you go to is not the answer. Right. The answer is within you. And it's it it can be like there are times to leave a church, but there are times to stay. And the answer is within you and it, it's within the body of believers you're currently in. That's very possible. That's that's the that's the answer. Not yeah. going to find it by skipping around. I just heard Yoda say that. Within you the answer is. <laughs> but it is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. Right. You cannot run from problems. And become whole. You've got to face them. You got to deal with them. And um, and if it truly is a pulling out of a an idol and a root, it, that, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And it's nicer to have companionship to deal with that. Ah, uh, one of the proverbs says, "Faithful are the wounds <clears throat> of a friend." Yep. Right. Yep. Then the uh, adoration or whatever of a stranger. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, just to be totally clear, again, we are not anti-membership. We are not anti-leaving. Nor anti-kilts. Nor anti-kilts. That's right. We love our kilts. Um, and, and we're not saying don't ever leave a church. There are valid reasons. Some of them are positive things. Some of them are negative things. But at the end of the day, sometimes you've got to leave. Let's face it. Everything dies. Eventually, right? Except Jesus. So our hope in this last three series of podcasts is that there would some be deep, there would be some deeper thought when it comes to what does it mean to connect myself to a church? How do I truly connect myself to a church? And how do I how do I leave gracefully? How do I do it biblically? How do I how do I stay Christ honoring through this whole thing? Anytime you got family, you got messy. It's just the way it is. There's no way around it. Let's just do it honorably yeah. and biblically. Yeah, Fair enough? Sounds great. Any last words? Don't leave just because of your feelings. Oh, gosh, yeah. Don't leave just because of your feelings. Really examine. If somebody's thinking about it right now, examine your motive, and it could be that you're supposed to stay right where you are. Your best, your biggest growth oftentimes comes through your biggest struggle. Yep. I say often, <laughs> most often perhaps. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's this week's rendition of Messy Christianity. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast and would be uh, would want to be a part of sharing that, just push the share button. If you want to tell some friends, um, if there's somebody in your life that you think would benefit by a specific podcast, by this point, we've got a handful that are in, in the backlog. So uh, you, you, can, you can help somebody if one of these will help them. So yeah. you be that missing piece for them. Till next time, we'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.